0: Welcome to Passing Notes with Ashley and Shanda. I'm Shanda Sung, and
1: I'm a comedian. And I'm Ashley Morgan, and I'm a farmer. We've been best friends since we were nine years old. Welcome to our show, where we teach each other all kinds of things that cover our wide range of knowledge and interests. And today's episode is Curses. Curses? Ooh, man, I love this time of year. We can talk about all the dark and spooky stuff.
0: (laughs) I know. I know. This is going to be, um I don't know, we could name it coincidences. <laughs> probably. Yeah, that's
1: probably more accurate. <laughs>
0: yeah. I think we've cemented ourselves well enough as like healthy skeptics. Yeah. But gullible skeptics, I'll say. <laughs>
1: gullible skeptics. Absolutely.
0: <laughs> we'll fall for some stuff. But if we think about it too long, then we're like, no. Nah.
1: I mean, I believe it, but do I? <laughs> yeah, I do. But should but I? Not gonna, like, Probably not. Tell
0: anybody I believe <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> Exactly.
0: Yeah. Yes, I'm loving it. I'm very into my Halloween prep. Uh, yeah. I hung some decorations yeah. today. I'm fighting a daily urge to go to Lowe's and buy a bunch of PVC pipe and try to build some sort of demon in my front yard. Heck yeah, man. There's a house in our neighborhood that does it up every year, and we call it the Creepy House, and they're just down the road, and they're bringing it hard. He, like, he makes a cemetery in his front yard, and he's filled it with a bunch of skeletons this year. There's two skeletons carrying a coffin. <laughs> he's got zombies. They made this really cool, like, archway around their door out of skeleton heads and plastic pumpkin things and it looks super cool neat they also this year got one of those 12 foot tall skeletons cool i want one of those so
1: bad (laughs) go steal
0: his tis the season i know oh man just slowly one by one like one bone at a time (laughs) and by halloween it's just up the street on my yard
1: (laughs) trick-or-treat bitch you got the trick
0: (laughs) you got tricked yeah they're really nice too like i've talked to them before i'm like hey my kids always want to come down here and look at your house so if you just see children like standing on the curb in front of your house like three or four times a week pay them no mind they know where they go (laughs) them's mine (laughs) he's like no it's great he used to design for a local haunted house oh cool that closed you know not too many years ago so he's like super into it But yeah, I want one of those giant skeletons. There's another house in our town that has one and they keep theirs up year round and dress it for different holidays. (laughs) Nice. Yeah, I love it. They're so expensive, though, and they're hard to get.
1: That's why those other people leave them up. They're like, we're getting our money's worth, man.
0: (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I don't know if my street needs two giant skeletons. But maybe we could make our giant skeletons fight each other. That could be something. Yeah. I will have one. Maybe not this year. Maybe next year. I'm getting one of these things. I I need it too much. We'll see how successful the
1: podcast gets. If it actually pays out, we'll use our first payout for a giant skeleton. (laughs) Giant skeleton.
0: It's coming any day now. Any day now that skeleton money's coming in. I can feel it in my bones. Ah,
1: Come on.
0: Come on. She's got jokes. Oh, I do. What's going on over there? Are you getting spooky? You got yes. decorations up?
1: No, no, not like that. We don't really do Halloween stuff just because we live out in the country. Nobody's really going to see it except us. But yeah. I did watch Hocus Pocus 2. Oh, yes. I loved it. It was cute. It was, it was nice. I liked it. It was a lot of fun. Your kids watched it, right?
0: Yes, we watched it. We went over to my friend's house and we watched it. We go over to her house every year and paint pumpkins. Mm-hmm. And we watch Halloween movies. Last year it was Halloween Town. Have you ever seen that? Mm -mm. poorly (laughs) just the worst possible special effects you can think of (laughs) i don't want to go too deep into it but debbie reynolds is in it okay and she is the witchy grandmother to these kids and she lives in halloween town and it's a secret place where it's just halloween all the time and there are monsters and ghouls and stuff but they're all wearing like high-end halloween costume type costumes like it would cost a lot of money if you were buying it Hmm. but as far as movie production quality just garbage (laughs) (laughs) and it's silly and yeah it's a good time we did just watch it again this year and lena my daughter is four she got scared and i was like oh honey Oh, honey, this movie is terrible. Don't get scared over this. There's way more scarier things in life than this. You want to get scared? I'll scare you. (laughs) I'll show you. We also watched Ghostbusters. That did not scare her. What? Yeah. And that's way better 80s special effects. Yeah. Yeah. All right, I'm getting distracted. We did watch Hocus Pocus 2, and it was very good. I do recommend it, especially if you liked the first one. You know, it's fun. It's a family movie. Yeah. It's a little, you know, it's a little cheesy at times, kind of campy. It refers to itself. Yeah. There's a little bit of like wink, wink, nudge, nudge at times. Like when the one guy was like, are they singing? They love to do that. Yeah. You know, that kind of thing. But it w- it was really fun. When we left, I got the kids review mm-hmm. from it spoilers I guess you can fast forward through the next 20 seconds of this (laughs) if you haven't seen it yet but my daughter said she liked it my five-year-old son said I liked it because at the end the mean witch became nice and then my nine-year-old son said I didn't like it because at the end the mean witch became nice (laughs) so there you go (laughs) that really sums up the different stages they're at in their development. Exactly. (laughs) But I do recommend it if you have not seen it. Yeah. It's fun. I did see an article where Kathina Jimmy makes mention of I don't know if you noticed, but her mouth was crooked the opposite way. Yes. And she essentially said, that's just how I wanted to do it. Like it was just more comfortable for me to have it that way. But then she was like, if you want some lore, it can be because Winfred slapped Mary and it made her face stick.
1: Yeah. (laughs) yeah i liked it too it was a lot of fun i like this time of year because i love having the windows open when it's chilly and you're watching fall Mm -hmm. movies yeah i also like saturday football it's that time of year again of course ohio state is my team i have to but i also like just weekend football games i'll even watch nfl now and yeah i i don't know it's kind of like I don't get into it into it okay kind of not gonna it's lie it's perfect to nap to it's it is <laughs> great background for napping I will say that. that's how I feel about NASCAR and golf yeah I can I can nap to those things but football is oh, actually a, a lot of nap. fun but there's something about just we have a big projector in our one sitting room. And so if I have the front door open with the cool breeze coming in and football playing on the TV all day and I'm drinking coffee and scrolling on Facebook or whatever, then it's, I'm having a great time. Like that is an excellent weekend for me. I don't need anything else. Yes, peak coziness indeed. But yeah, I love this time of year. I like all seasons. There's always something awesome and great about every single season. I don't have a, i was gonna say i don't have a favorite but i think fall is my favorite even though i i love the winter i can dress for it i love it i can be outside for hours in the winter i love the springtime i like watching the buds come on the trees and seeing which flowers come up first it's daffodils by the way and in the summertime shorts sitting outside but there are people who are like i am this season yeah and it's I don't know if I have a season per se, but man, I do love fall. I think that's women
0: our age are like up to their eyebrows in fall. Like it's like a thing. If you're in your 30s, like it's fall.
1: Yeah, it's because you get to like be cozy. Your inner weirdo gets to come out a little bit. Like (laughs) it's just it's fun for everyone. Okay. Yeah. Yes. I did have a pumpkin spice latte for the first time the other day. Mm hmm. It was delicious. (laughs) I mean, they're good. It was so good. (laughs) Yeah. I I, thought I was real cool because I had never had one. Like, eh, I ain't no basic bitch. I've never had a pumpkin spice latte. And then I had one just for grins. I was like, oh, I am totally a basic bitch. I love this
0: shit. (laughs) Next, you're going to be watching Star Wars, man. (laughs) Absolutely not. (laughs) I will. uh, No. No, I will not. (laughs) I will take that to my grave. At this rate, the way they're constantly making new Star Wars stuff, you might just watch them accidentally and not even realize (laughs) I
1: know, right? (laughs) I know, right? Ain't that the truth? But yeah, I love the spooky season. It's fun for the podcast because sometimes our stuff turns a little dark and we're like, ooh, this is a little dark for, you know, Christmas time or Easter <laughs> like yeah <laughs> <laughs> talking but about it's on cer- theme now serial killer kids and stuff at like really random times we're like, oh well at least this time of year we can talk about spooky things. It's natural yeah, yeah. well uh
0: let's do it then yeah let's get into let's it let's talk about some curses
1: yes Ooh.
0: yes, I'm first this week and I'm gonna talk about
1: the Superman curse. I've heard of this, actually, I think.
0: Yeah, it's been talked about a lot. It's one of the more well-talked-about curses in Hollywood, uh-huh. you know, like as far as movies or characters are concerned. There are other ones, you know, I when I did some research, there are some other ones. But this has like the longest list of people who, quote-unquote, were cursed. yeah. This is another one of those episodes where I'm going to try not to be sarcastic the whole time. (laughs) (laughs) Good luck. Yeah. So I'm just going to read this as if it's fact. How about that? That'll be fun for everybody. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, do it. (laughs) All right. So the Superman curse is a curse of misfortune upon actors, writers, stagehands, relatives, producers, of anyone who has worked on a Superman TV show or movie Mm. or the comics themselves. Really? Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. So we'll start at the beginning, the literal beginning of Superman. It was a character that was invented by two guys, Jerry Siegel and Joe Schuster. They met in college, but Jerry Siegel had already experienced some misfortune in his life. His dad died of a heart attack while he was being physically assaulted in the store that he owned. So someone had broken into the store and started biting him, and then he had a heart attack in the middle of the fight.
1: Oh, man.
0: And then shortly after that, his mother also had a heart attack. And this was when Jerry was a teenager. So he'd already been through a lot in his life, and he meets Joe Schuster. They're both kind of nerds. But they take to each other pretty quickly and start coming up with characters and drawing pictures. And they created Superman and they really liked it. They thought that it could have some success. So they sort of shopped it around to different publishers, tried to get it published as a strip, a newspaper comic strip. And that didn't really go anywhere. And then eventually in 1938, they sold it to Detective Comics which was later shortened to D.C., Hmm. and they sold it for $130, which in 1938 was not nothing. Yeah. You know, it was, I don't know, about $2,500, $3,000, you know, Mm -hmm. decent amount of money to some young kids, but it took off in a way that even they didn't really expect and became a hit, and they they began working for DC and DC would have them write on the Superman comics and they were paid as employees of DC, but they weren't receiving any additional royalties for inventing the character, even though the character became wildly popular Mm. pretty quickly. And DC is making money hand over fist over this. They're getting merchandising, all of these things. And these two guys are like, What the hell, man? (laughs) Yeah, hey, wait a minute. (laughs) It seems like maybe we got screwed here. (laughs) So they sued DC twice. And the first time the lawsuit was over Superboy, and they said that DC was using Superboy without having paid them, that they didn't have the rights to Superboy, just Superman. And they... Kind of won that. They got a bit of a settlement from that, but in it, they gave up the rights to Superboy as well and cemented even further that Superman was the property of DC. Uh. And then World War II happens. Jerry Siegel goes off to war. He comes back and he's got no money. He's kind of penniless. He's working like bit jobs at different newspapers and things, drawing comics. He goes back to D.C. and sees that they're making even more money off of Superman. It's become even more popular, and so he tries suing them again. (laughs) And that time, they lost big time. Mm. And they worked a little bit more for D.C. following that, but just never really benefited off of this thing that they created. Mm -hmm. So I think that their sour grapes... Caused the curse. Mm, I like it. That's my theory. The two of them created a little coven. And they went out into the woods and they did a little incantation and burned some comics and just ruined a bunch of lives. Yeah. I like it. So the first person to be affected by the curse was Kirk Allen. He was Superman in a 1940s low budget TV show live action and it was popular and following that work he couldn't find any other work except voiceover work because he couldn't be on screen and be seen as anything other than superman Mm -hmm. and he really was unhappy about that and talked about how it ruined his career and he was never able to be the famous actor that he wanted to be and be a leading man in other projects
1: because he was
0: typecast as Superman.
1: I could never be a famous actor because I'm too famous as this actor. <laughs>
0: I'm too famous. Yeah. So Kirk seemed to think that he felt like he got the raw end of the stick. I mean, you, you outwork, man. Like, you were Superman. So I think he kind of complained about nothing. But I'm <laughs> not in that position. I'm not typecast as anything. Yeah. Feel free to typecast me. You'll take whatever work you can get. Yeah. I'll be the sassy next-door neighbor. I don't know. (laughs) What would... The, like, tough, yet sexy and mysterious uh, 22-year-old vixen. That's what I would be typecast as, yeah?
1: Mm, Yep, I can see it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well... Kirk Allen did live to be 88, though he did suffer with Alzheimer's for many of the final years of his life. The next person to be struck by the curse was George Reeves. In 1951, he played Superman in Superman and the Mole Men. And he also experienced a ton of typecasting following that role. He tried to be in other movies and the movies did not do well. There was one where he was in a war movie and focus groups said, we don't like seeing Superman at war. (laughs) We don't want to watch this. (laughs) And Hmm. so he really suffered from that. And he had a kind of terrible life following that, Uh, suffered with addiction and mental health issues He died in 1959, so just eight years after playing Superman. And it was ruled a suicide, but there was question of it because his fingerprints were not on the gun that was found near him. Mm. And it came out that he had been having an affair with the wife of an MGM executive. Uh Uh-oh. So. Scandal. Scandal. No. No curse <gasps> curse oh he was cursed again to get with that lady <laughs> who was married to a very powerful man he was actually the first person to be mentioned as a curse like he's the first one that after he died people were like well between him and kirk allen it seems like there's a curse mm-hmm. and so that kind of got the ball rolling on that and then people are just looking around for more instances The saddest one, Lee Quigley played baby Superman in the 1978 movie. And as he grew up, his life was very difficult. And he was abusing substances as a kid and a young teenager. He had a very difficult home life. And at 14, he died of a heart attack. And then I dug deeper and it was from inhaling solvents. Wow. So... Very sad. The next one, probably the most famous one, is Christopher Reeve. He played Superman from 1978 to 1987 over four films. He, too, experienced typecasting. That Mm -hmm. was a problem that he spoke about. But in 1995, he was paralyzed from the neck down after being thrown from a horse during a riding competition. I'm sure you remember, you know, he was kind of fixture mm-hmm. of the late 90s as a disability advocate, but to go from, like, Hollywood's leading man to being so severely disabled like that. hmm He died in 2004, and it turned out that it was because of a reaction to a medication that he was taking to help with an illness that he had.
1: Oh, so man.
0: his wife, Dana Reeve died shortly after Christopher did at 44 of lung cancer despite never being a smoker.
1: Weird. Curse The curse.
0: (laughs) The curse got them both. Oh, man. Got that whole couple. And then other people who didn't necessarily play Superman or marry people who played Superman are also associated with this curse. Marlon Brando... Played Jarrell in the 1978 movie, and then shortly after that, his son killed his half sister's boyfriend, served jail time, and then he died. Like, just very difficult, terrible things because he played Jarrell in Superman. That's the only reason, mm. that's the only possible reason. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Margot Kidder played Lois Lane, and she had some very serious mental health issues, and she died of suicide in 2018. Mm. Richard Pryor played Gus Gorman in 1983 in Superman 3. He he had substance abuse issues, but that was all prior to him playing this. So that's like preemptive cursing, obviously. hmm mm-hmm. They knew he was in talks. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, that curse was like, you're gonna. You're gonna yeah. be there someday, so I'm gonna get you tell. now.
0: Yeah. He was also diagnosed with MS, and he died of a heart attack at 65. And the DVD crew of the Superman movie, the later one, they experienced a series of misfortunes that were talked about during like the press run. The director was like, well, the DVD crew absorbed the curse for us because we're all good here (laughs) but i guess the dvd crew one of them fell down the stairs and got seriously injured one of them was in a car accident and then one of them got mugged and was seriously injured wow yeah so they're coming for you even if all you're doing is mixing the dvd and like recording the behind the scenes (laughs) photos you edit some bloopers and you're in danger
1: yeah (laughs) I'll remember that when I'm making our TikToks. <laughs> <laughs> That's true.
0: Yeah. We don't need a podcast curse. Wait.
1: Let's know. Are we going to get cursed just by talking about it? Oh. Are you bringing the curse down on us, man?
0: Oh. What have I you done? I didn't think about this.
1: You did not think this through. No. No.
0: We're on Batman's side. Yeah.
1: <laughs> You've always been not Batman. not associate
0: with Superman in any way. I don't trust Aliens from outer space, okay, I trust only rich white men <laughs> <laughs> who go on sprees of vigilante justice, yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh man, <laughs> yep. <laughs> The last one, Max and Dave Fleischer were producers of some Superman cartoons, and they ended up fighting, and their business went under. So those are the most recent people who have been dealt blows because of the curse. Oh, there was also I forgot to write her down the woman from Nexium, the sex cult, yeah, from our which episode
1: is that that was our pyramid schemes episode pyramid schemes
0: episode she played lois lane on the tv show smallville
1: ah. yeah and so ended up getting in a sex cult and going up to prison in a for a sex it <laughs>
0: yeah so she got cursed yeah but um nobody else from that show had anything happen to them Henry Cavill, who has now played Superman in more movies than I think anyone, because I think there have been more of the modern Superman movies than there were even of the Christopher Reeve one. And he seems to be fine. Fine, in fact.
1: Yeah, he was cursed with being too good looking, probably. I mean, that's something that I deal with every day. And it's tough. I know. Yeah. He was cursed with that big D energy and... uh <laughs> Now, you know, people probably have a hard time, you know, talking to him and relating to him. Probably has a pretty rough life, like making true connections because everybody just wants to jump him. It's a curse. It's a curse being that beautiful. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) The curse strikes again. (laughs) People did ask
0: him about it in an interview and he was like, no, (laughs) I don't believe in bad things happen to people.
1: He's like, I am way too rich from that franchise to believe in that curse. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to typecast me?
0: Fine. That's great.
1: (laughs) I'll keep making bank, baby. I'll take it.
0: Yeah. So that's the Superman curse. While I was looking up other curses, though, I do want to bring this up. So I was looking up the curse of King Tut. Mm -hmm. So that is something that people have talked about, like, since the opening of King Tut's tomb People have fallen upon misfortune and have died. Though, if you look at the math on that, they were like, the average life expectancy for the people who were around when they opened that is higher than the normal average life expectancy. (laughs) So maybe it was a blessing, actually. Yeah,
1: yeah. No, the curse was they had a horrible life and they lived longer in that horrible life. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Maybe that's what it was. (laughs) Maybe, maybe.
0: So what they were talking about with that was that the people who opened the tomb kind of leaned into the idea of a curse as a way to sort of ward off any looky-loos and grave robbers and nosy sons of bitches. Yeah. Which is not a bad idea. And is something that other people have done. And I think, especially if we think about what you talked about last episode with people being grave robbers, you know, Mm -hmm. that being such a big thing. Yeah, throw a curse on there. Yeah. See if you can scare people away. Though, if
1: she had done that, they wouldn't have dug her up. I know. So. And when it comes to... King Tut and the archaeologists or whoever it was that dug him up, they didn't have to say a curse would land on anybody who dug up the grave. All they really would have had to have done is put a 12-foot tall skeleton in front of the door (laughs) and it would have scared people away. (laughs) We found King
0: Tut and he's huge. That is a huge (laughs) bitch, okay? (laughs) Oh, and cursed. Don't get in there. (laughs) Yeah, don't go in there. Um, But one of my favorite things that I saw... My favorite example of somebody trying to ward off grave robbers with a curse is none other than William Shakespeare. Oh, yeah. Who put an epitaph on his grave that reads, Blessed be the man that spares these stones and cursed be he that moves my bones. Ah. That dude, smart as a whip. Got away with words, man. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And uh, you know what? I'm sure he's still in there. I hope so. Him and him and whatever he got buried with. Yeah, all so. his
1: jewels and riches.
0: Yeah, something to think about, you know, in your end of life planning. <laughs> There's what to do with the estate, who will get the pets and children,
1: and uh how would you like your curse worded? Yeah. 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 How will your assets, your money, and your curses be divvied up? <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah. so all right that's everything i had on the superman
0: curse and then my other little tidbits cool so I uh, we'll take a break and then we'll throw it over to you and you can tell me how you're going to curse me
1: <laughs> all right and we're back my curse that i'm going to talk about today is i'm going to talk about the curse of tippecanoe also known Ooh. as tecumseh's curse also known as the 20-year curse, also known as the zero curse. All right. Yeah, it's a lot. There's a lot going on there. Yeah. So the story goes that William Henry Harrison was cursed after the Battle of Tippecanoe and that presidents elected in the years ending in zero are to die in office, starting with Mm -hmm. Harrison himself, who was elected in 1840. Yeah, he didn't last long. He did not last long. Let's go back a couple years. To 1800, William Henry Harrison is the governor of Indiana Territory. Indiana won't become a state until 1816, I believe. Mm -hmm. But he was the governor of Indiana Territory at the time. Harrison is a military man. And he has no problems going toe-to-toe with natives that live in the area. So for many years as governor, there are treaties drawn up in order for him to take land from the Native Americans. There's a ton of skirmishes. And so this goes on for for many years. Well, in 1810, Shawnee warrior leader Tecumseh Mm -hmm. says, you know what, enough of this. I'm sick of all this land grabbing. I'm sick of all these secession treaties. We're tired of giving up our land. We were here first. F Mm -hmm. off, you settlers moving west. If you guys don't knock it off with all of this, we will ally with the British military and other tribes in order to get this land back. Yeah. We're not messing around anymore. And Tecumseh was very eloquent, very well spoken and he did not mince words so there was no misunderstanding what this guy meant, okay? Yeah. <laughs> By the summer of 1811, Tecumseh says, "You know what? I'm sick of it. I'm heading off on a trip. I'm leaving the area. I'm going to go recruit other tribes in the area. I'm going to recruit their warriors to come fight with us and to claim some of our land back from the US government." Mhm. It was during this time that Tecumseh was away that Harrison and his troops moved into the area. They set up a fort called Fort Harrison, and Mm -hmm. they kind of hung out there and tensions grew. Now, when Tecumseh left, his brother, Tenskwatawa was left in charge. But the problem was Tenskwatawa was more of a spiritual leader, not a warrior. Mm -hmm. In fact, he was nicknamed the Prophet. So early November comes around and thus starts the Battle of Tippecanoe. Mm-hmm. It was called the Battle of Tippecanoe because it was where the Tippecanoe and Wabash Rivers meet. Yeah. And there were 600 warriors versus 1,000 U.S. military. And I'm not going to go too much into detail about the battle. You can look that up if you want. But essentially, Harrison and his troops won. hmm And actually, Harrison became very famous for that victory. Yeah. They nicknamed him Tippecanoe. Uh Uh-huh. And actually, when he ran for president, with his running mate being John Tyler, their slogan was Tippecanoe and Tyler, too.
0: Yeah. And actually... (laughs) as hell. (laughs) That slogan has way outlasted that presidency
1: (laughs) oh yeah for sure and what's funny actually that's how my grandma waterman who has since passed away that's how she would remember tyler's name (laughs) was because she she ended up having uh, dementia and alzheimer's later in life and so she had remembered a previous boyfriend of mine that she had met and it just so happened that me and my cousin were both dating men named justin at the time and so my grandma kept remembering Justin. And so she yeah. she kept saying that Tyler's name was Justin. And I said, no, it's Tyler. And she goes, oh, yeah, Tippecanoe and Tyler, too. I'm going to remember that. I'm going to remember that. <laughs> so that's how she, anytime I would correct her, she'd be like, oh, yeah, Tippecanoe and Tyler, too. <laughs> I should have been like, no, grandma, it's just Tyler, okay? <laughs> don't bring that curse in this house. Yeah, don't bring that curse. <laughs> so... After this victory, which Harrison became very famous for, it is said that because of this, Tenskwatawa was being the spiritual leader, cursed Harrison. Mm-hmm. Now, as we know, Harrison was elected to office in 1840 and he died in office a year later. And he mm-hmm. is on record as being the shortest presidency in history. <laughs> So that didn't last very long. Then, every 20 years, any president elected on a year that ended in zero, 1840, 1860, 1880, and so on and so forth, died in office. Wow. And I can list them. I I will list them for you. 1840, Harrison died of pneumonia in office. 1860, Abraham Lincoln assassinated. Mm -hmm. 1880, James Garfield, assassinated. 1900, William McKinley, he was assassinated. 1920, Warren Harding had a heart attack. 1940, FDR, he had a cerebral hemorrhage. And 1960, JFK, assassinated. After a while, people started to notice... This trend. Yeah, I, that's a long stretch. Yes, and in 1931, and then they repeated it again in 1948. Ripley's Believe It or Not, the trivia book. Yeah. Notice this pattern, and then also throughout the years, many articles were written about it. And at some point along the way, it was coined the curse of Tippecanoe. Hmm. Now, of course. 1960, JFK, that was the last one to really follow this trend. The next one would have been in 1980 was Ronald Reagan. He did not die in office. He did get shot, though. They tried. (laughs) He ended up dying in 2004 of pneumonia and complications with Alzheimer's. Mm -hmm. Then in 2000, it was George W. Bush. He didn't die, but... Somebody threw a shoe at him. A lot of other people did. (laughs) Yeah. A couple other people did, though. Um, And then, of course, now 2020, Joe Biden. uh, Not yet. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Don't come after me. I wasn't saying anything. It was just CIA and FBI. I wasn't saying anything. I was just saying if the curse of Tippecanoe is true, then uh, not good for any of those presidents. In 1980, Jimmy Carter, when he was running for president, was at a campaign stop in Dayton, Ohio, and somebody had asked him, like, hey, if you get elected, what about this curse that thus far had been coming true, right? Yeah. And Jimmy Carter was quoted as saying, I've seen those predictions and I'm not afraid. If I knew it was going to happen, I would go ahead and be president and do the best I could till the very last day. What a sweet little marshmallow of a man. God damn it! they'll say anything on the campaign trial to get a vote, won't they? <laughs> yeah, <right>. I will <laughs> die. I for will die presidency. in office. I will continue the curse. Thank you. That would be
0: a crazy thing to say when interviewing for any other job. I <laughs> know, right? For presidency, wow, he really, he's very dedicated to this position and he loves America and he's willing to put himself at risk. But then it's like, I don't even care if this position is cursed. I would die willingly as long as I got to spend any amount of time checking out groceries for this Kroger.
1: (laughs) Well, they say, like, as a flight attendant, when you're going through flight attendant training, they'll say things like, you're putting yourself in harm's way sometimes, you know, especially if there's like a hijacker, you got to fight them off. You know, if there's a, there's an emergency, you got to open up the door and guide people out and, you know, get everybody out safely. Unless it becomes too dangerous, then you got to put yourself out. And I'm like, you know, theoretically, I like to think I would maybe do those things. But if it came down to it, I'd be like, as soon as I saw that guy that like was a dick to me and boarding like you didn't say hi on boarding so <laughs> die son of a bitch like, no, i don't know like I, I you know when you're in flight attendant training and you're like oh my god i'm gonna be so cool being a flight attendant you know y- are you willing to put yourself in harm's way for a passenger i mean not really <laughs> which passenger which passenger because i'm too petty to be a hero yeah ain't that the <laughs> truth ain't that the goddamn truth but yeah so generally when it comes to the curse of Tippecanoe a lot of historians don't really think that's a thing they're just like "Eh, ah, that's just a coincidence I mean it doesn't factor in perhaps other presidents that died you know on times Mm -hmm. that were not zeros and other things like a lot of people just kind of constituted as a coincidence i being the gullible skeptic like to think that (laughs) that's pretty amazing coincidence
0: though (laughs) yeah i mean (laughs) in the world of coincidences that's a pretty big one that's a lot that's a lot if it was just two or three yeah but it went on for a while and yeah if i was running for election in 1980 i would have been sweating a little
1: bit yeah yeah that whole time just kind of been like "Uh uh-oh is it my time yet
0: (laughs) yeah and especially because there was an assassination attempt on reagan
1: so apparently at what
0: point was he in the hospital (laughs) he's like after that's over he's like i mean man (laughs) i
1: did read that There were those who believed that Reagan was the one who broke the curse because there were other astrological powers at play.
0: Naturally. That course.
1: saved him, essentially. No, um, because he was a Capricorn. <laughs> Is that true? Or do you speak that up? I have no fucking idea. <laughs> hey, Suri, what zodiac sign was Ronald Reagan? <laughs> Here's what I found. A-, a Taurus, maybe. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm good. If it's a Capricorn, I'm done. Like I win. I don't. I don't even like. That's such a random one. That's not even anybody I know is a Capricorn. Like I didn't even. That's not mine. I don't know why I said that one. That's not mine. It's not Josh's. It's not yours. It's not anyone that I know their sign. Oh my gosh.
1: Silly. <laughs> coincidence or curse i don't know i'll let you be the judge i like to think it's a curse because it's fun and who better to be cursed than uh than taking land from native americans <laughs> yeah right yeah, yeah so we yes. may have earned that yeah <laughs> so yeah that's all i really had to say about my curse which i stumbled across and thought it was very fascinating and uh then, yeah, once I dug into it a little bit, I it was a lot of fun. This was this one was a lot of fun to research. Yeah. So, yeah, luckily we have no curses here on the farm that I am aware of. Yeah. Although uh, I did have a, a bad week where a couple chickens died and I was like, oh, what's happening? It was just a bad week.
0: <laughs> it's just chickens <laughs> and their desperate need to be murdered at all
1: costs. Uh, yeah. Well, and what's funny is, is my chickens are older now some of those hens i've had for going on six years now <laughs> and so wow. when they die i'm like oh yeah well that makes sense <laughs> they've been around a really long time but yeah. if you want to find any videos of our animals you can find us on crimson moon farm on tiktok and facebook and then you can also go to our website at crimsonmoonfarm.com where we have products recipes fun videos informational videos you name it we got it and uh, feel free to reach out to us at any of those platforms. But um, what about you? You got shows or anything coming up? I
0: do. I've got some stuff. I'm starting to book some things for November. So if you book a comedy show and you want me, you better get on it. Because mm-hmm. we're filling up. But uh, yeah, we've got some cool things coming up in the winter I post about all of that on all of my socials. So you can find me on Instagram and Facebook at Shanda Sung and Shanda.sung. I am on TikTok at Shanda S Panda and Twitter, Shanda S Panda. And you can find this show, this podcast you're listening to right now. It's called Passing Notes with Ashley and Shanda. And we are on Facebook and Instagram under that name. And then we are on Passing Notes Podcast on TikTok as well. So reach out, let us know. Are you cursed? What did you do to deserve it? Have you ever been president on a year that ends in zero and or played Superman? (laughs) What happened to you? Or
1: what is your favorite curse that you've heard of?
0: Yes. Yes. Tell us your favorite curses. Tell us what you're dressing up as for Halloween. Oh, yeah. We want to know all of it. Yeah. So definitely reach out to us. You can find us on any of those platforms. And uh, above all, I hope you share this show with your best friend.
1: Absolutely. And like every week, I want to thank my husband, Tippecanoe and Tyler, too, (laughs) for helping us record, edit, produce this show. He is my scary skeleton i was trying to make that sound romantic and it was did not come out very romantic <laughs> it's spooky it's romance in the spooky season that's how that yeah. works <laughs> i also would like to
0: thank my husband for bringing me bathroom tuna anytime i want it
1: oh thanks <laughs> <laughs> thanks for uh only mildly questioning that and not being too weirded out by it And of course, we want to thank you all for listening. This is episode 81. We hope you're having a great October, great spooky season. Hopefully it's your favorite. Feel free to contact us. Reach out to us. We love interacting with our listeners. For Shanda Sung, I'm Ashley Morgan. Join us next time on Passing Notes with Ashley and Shanda. So I've got heartburn because I'm old
0: and I texted Josh just now to bring me Tums from the cabinet in the bathroom and he just texted back, what? and it's because it had auto-corrected to tuna. (laughs) So I said, bring me the bathroom tuna.
1: (laughs) Not my secret bathroom tuna. (laughs) You don't have bathroom fish? (laughs) (laughs) Gross.